guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Good evening. Welcome to the Oxford Holy Club. <laughs> that one got Andrew. Good evening. Good evening. Either Lucas is super unimpressed again, or he be frozen. He be frozen. He be frozen. Uh, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club podcast. Uh, your choice for all things Oxford Holy Club and podcasts, we hope. Well, Where nothing ever goes wrong. Never. Technically. Ever. Welcome to episode 129. I think he's trying to talk. It's entitled, Does Anybody Else, or DAE, which is the Reddit term, uh, Helping Hands and Sports Ball. Uh, so we're going to be all over the map. Andrew and I will be this evening. Just the two of us. We can Definitely we can make it Lucas. if we try. Uh, Lucas will come back. He was sorting. See, there he is. I didn't even invite him. And in his back. Lucas. Hello. Oh. oh no. Oh no. Is somebody is somebody downstairs right. streaming I, Virgin River right now? In in 4K. Uh, probably. It's 4K. Take it to the max. You might want to just just turn I am turn very everything sorry off. Are, are any of your light bulbs connected <laughs> to the internet? I'll unplug, unplug a Google. No. Yes. I I wish. Okay, it looks like you're here. You seem to be reacting to us on time. I'll stabilize, hopefully. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, everyone, welcome to the episode. Let's not belabor the point. If you want to know more about the Oxford Holy Club podcast, because after this intro, why wouldn't you? You must be sitting there going to yourself, I must find out more. How do these boys pull this off each week? Uh, it's a miracle. But you can find out all about us on our website, OxfordHolyClub.com. And from there, you can find us on social medias. You can, I'm going to put a link to like Zoom, how to, how to get the best quality Zoom call. Uh, I think I'll put something like that there. And you can find out bios about us. Hi, Kelsey. Thanks for liking the stream. Glad you're here. And what else can you do on their website, Andrew? You could browse merch, I think. Uh, we really need to, we need to work on that. Yeah, December Smorp document is there for you. Uh, if you like the Smorp, you can take that in. So again, welcome to the show. Why don't we get into a new segment? I'm so excited. Lucas is going to bring us a new segment entitled, Does Anybody Else? All right, Lucas, take it away. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so Lucas was not slated for this. Natalie, thanks for liking the stream. Uh, so we've got a new segment. There it goes again. Andrew, we have a new segment called Does Anybody Else? And I was I was perusing Reddit and just, you know, looking for ideas, different things to talk about. And I found this subreddit called Does Anybody Else? And there's all kinds of different things in there. So I thought it might be fun. We'll see. Uh, to go through some different things that I've found on there and see if anybody else that's watching the show does these things or has a commentary on them or if we do them. Lucas, are you just joined by audio? Uh, okay. Um, I think it's a great idea, Brad. I think that uh, you know Reddit uh, <laughs> is an abyss of 
content the front page of the internet i'm told so this comes from reddit user the jackman or the underscore jakeman and he asks does anybody else instinctively sniff whenever they walk into a public bathroom he then follows it up with i do this all the time i've no idea why it feels like a reflex or unconscious action what am i expecting to smell flowers and rainbows uh, so I, I, I think I do this. I, I'll just be the first one to, to get, get it out there and say, yeah, I don't, I, I think I do that. Andrew. No, I, uh, I, I exercise my lungs before I go in, get the capacity opened up and then I just, just go, then you hold <laughs> and I go as fast as I can. You over oxygenate. Mm. Uh, like a like a deep you know, sea diver. Salts. Oh, to get the smelling salts. Open up the lungs. I was thinking you did like a David Blaine or one of those guys that uh, that practice holding their breath for a super long time for some kind of performance. Mm. And so you've been doing that training like that for the bathroom, mm. so that you can get in, hold your breath. Doesn't matter how long it takes you, and then you're good to go. Not me. You want to know? Uh, my theory on why bathrooms always stink, public bathrooms. <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because you only use a public bathroom for number two when you really got to go. So you're saying that because of that, they, they always smell like number two because that's the only place people do that? I'm saying like if you're going in a public bathroom, it's an emergency. Mm. And since other people probably did the same, that's what you're going to get. Anyways, sorry. So, so you don't, sorry. You, you don't instinctively sniff. You don't test the waters before you go. No, in. no, I do everything possible to avoid that. Okay. Uh, I stand by my, de- my decision. I'm pretty sure I take a whiff when I go in. I don't know that I do it intentionally. I think it's just something that happens. And I suspect Andrew, if you were honest with yourself, you probably do it too. You think? I do. I think that you're gonna go to the bathroom the next time, and you're gonna just go, and then she, and then make, and it's the flight or fight response. You're either gonna go in or you're gonna leave. Uh, all right. So let's move on from that one. <laughs> from Reddit user Ming eight one nine two eight. Does anyone else? Or does anybody else? No, oh, this is terrible English. Does anybody else used to hate live action TV shows when they were younger? <laughs> I, I don't if it's just me, but what I don't if it's just me, but when I was, I don't a, know. I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if it's just me, but when I was a child, I used to absolutely love cartoons, any cartoons. It didn't matter. I watched Cartoon Network, Dis, uh, Disney Channel and Sprout religiously. But whenever a live action show for kids came on, like iCarly, Drake and Josh, etc., I became irrationally angry. I have no idea what prompted this anger. Maybe it was a hate, maybe it was a hate for real life at a young age. And then some kind of emoji. Uh, Did anybody else hate those TV shows when they were younger? Those didn't exist when I was younger. Uh, yeah, I, Carly, Drake, and Josh didn't exist for me when I was younger, but there was some equivalence. Now, had Lucas been here, Lucas would have said this. 
Cartoons had bigger possibilities, plus live action was usually at the end of the Saturday morning programming block. Thank you for your contribution, Lucas. And Lucas sends a message along apologizing. Uh, He's having some technical issues at home and probably won't be on the call, which means it's you and me again, old boy. So much pressure. Uh, You'll be Um, fine. You'll do fine. I, I, you know, I'm not sharing the same feelings as Ming81928. Uh, I loved live action kid shows. I'm immediately thinking of Power Rangers. Yes. Oh, man. I, the original Power Rangers. Completely agree. I'm, I'm right there with you. Best show ever. I can remember where I was the first time I saw Power Rangers. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I was, I was at my Aunt Sharon's apartment in O'Leary. And, uh, I don't know if I was, cause I was, if I don't, I'm not sure if it was just like an, I was there after school. No, that's exactly what it was. I was there after school as a kid and it was, it was on. And so I would lay on her floor and watch power Rangers. But I think I was being trained for live action stuff by the likes of like Fred Penner, Mr. Dress up, um, that had, you know, puppets, puppets mm, kind of bridged classic. the gap. They bridged the gap between the cartoon and, and the real world. And, mm. and then you get, Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Right. Very good observation. Well, it, you know, Finnegan and, uh, what was, what was his name? There was Finnegan. Did you watch Mr. Dress Up? Yep. Okay. Finnegan and Cat Casey, Casey, Casey and Finnegan. No, uh, I don't, I don't well, I don't remember, remember a whole lot of names. Sorry. Okay. Well, Casey and Finnegan. There was, mis- there was Mr. Dress Up. Yeah. And. There was his friends. There was and his friends. That was the show. Mr. Dress Up and his friends. There was the trading post. Yes. And who was at the trading post? I need to swap our where our cameras are or where our videos are. Sorry, everybody. There. You won't see a difference. <sighs> All right. Uh, Patricia, Patricia Perry. Says she met Fred Penner. Fred Penner. I I was to a live action Fred Penner. Like Fred Penner came to Charlottetown when I was a kid, if I remember correctly. It was either him or Mr. Dress Up. But I'm pretty sure it was Fred Penner. I don't know if Mr. Dressup toured. Uh, yeah. He, like, He's too big for that. At, at what point are you too big for touring? Uh, when you're Mr. Dressup. So you're either too small or you're too big. So there is a sweet spot where touring makes sense. Yeah. Because I'm too small to tour right now. It's definitely not because I'm too big. Okay. Listen, he made so much money off of uh, making those crafts. He didn't need to tour. <laughs> you think he saved them to sell later? <laughs> Every craft they made on the show. He, I am shocked that you can't buy like Mr. Dress Up crafts on eBay. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a good Although point. Although I have not checked. Excuse me a moment. Okay. Uh I I never had a hate relationship for live action stuff. Um oh, Patricia was a university student at the time in Winnipeg. Um yeah, so for me, it was all those puppet stuff and like shows like Under the Umbrella Tree. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. Iggy the Iguana. Iggy, see, you do you do know names. Yeah, so for <laughs> me, like there was there was the block of three shows that happened at the same time. It was, for, um, it I forget if it started with Fred Penner and then it had Mr. Dress Up and Under the Umbrella Tree interspersed with commercials of Heritage Moments and uh, Body Break. What a childhood. Body yeah. break. <laughs> See? Look. Ooh, body break. Kids today don't even realize what they're missing from Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod. 
which is a hundred percent how I lifted our, our outro, the keep spiritually fit and have fun. I lifted yeah. that. Obviously they didn't have, they didn't have the spiritual part, but it was always stay fit and have fun. So uh, here's an update on Mr. Dress up, um, on you, eBay. Oh, okay. I was, you can buy him. You can buy, uh, Mr. seasons. Mr. Dress ups oh. remains. Sorry. You can buy Yeah. In a, in a little locket and you can wear it. No, oh. but you can buy seasons, uh, um, tickle trunk treasures. Tickle. T- oh, I can't even say that. Tickle trunk, tickle tre- trunk treasures. Tickle trunk treasures. Uh, okay. All right. Mr. Dress up 50 more things to make and do. Anyways. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I digress. So does anybody else have this love hate relationship? I, I don't. Uh, I think I was, I was conditioned and prepped well for live action. And when your entry point is Power Rangers, it's all good. Finally, after 10,000 years, I'm free. Rita. Oh, you say uh, the next part. Oh, um, I don't remember. Uh, time to take over the world. Oh, time to take over the world. Okay, what was, uh, what's the big guy in the tube's name? Zordon. All right, yeah. I, what was, I, what I, was his robot's okay, name? Okay, okay, Alpha 5. Yeah. <laughs> ah! Teenage, Ranger. We need teenagers with attitude. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah, we're losing people. All right, let's time. Let's it's time to move on. <laughs> Andrew, uh, since old Lucas is not here, why don't you lead us in? Well, you know what? We don't really need to make catching up a segment when there's just two of us, eh? It's just kind of conversation. What's been going on yeah. the last week? Oh man, you know when you're locked down in the old uh, orange zone, that's a that's a New Brunswick thing. You probably wouldn't get it. Well, uh, not much to do. Not much to do. Can't see family or anything. But uh, no, it's it was okay. We we went uh, on a Christmas light drive. We decided we'd uh, do that because that seems like something you can easily do with two young children. Yeah, uh, it was pouring rain though, Ooh. so it was like, hmm. and we were like, we were kind of like, there's like a map you can look at, right? Like, and it'll show you like the good houses, but but who uses that? We 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 just decided to go to to Milledgeville, which is like the upscale area of St. John. Mm-hmm. And we thought like, obviously there'll be some like sick houses and it was like the lamest area. I don't know if like my street is just extra Christmassy, but there was like, nobody had stuff on and and stuff they did have was not, not great. So the neighbors that you have that used to party party all the time, have, have they decorated? They have, uh, they have one inflatable and they have their railing, uh, with some lights. So they're festive. They're in the they're in the Christmas okay. spirit. They got it. They got it. Uh, so yeah, we did that. That I mean, that's basically our what's <laughs> our main outing. Like, like you really can't go anywhere. Um, my sister bought a house, and wow. so can't go yeah, there. That's, well, that's the problem. Like my dad's there. My poor dad. He's like, um, got the whole kitchen gutted, and I, you know. Ideally, I would have been there <laughs> to help him mm-hmm. with the limited skills I have. Uh, and so he's 
he's there doing that. So I'm hopeful we're, we're thinking we might go back to like yellow by the end of this week. And then we'll be able to go and check out the house and I can help my dad in the kitchen and stuff and things like that. Well, Oh, this is big, big. We watched uh Mulan. Oh, it's finally, it's uh, finally out of Disney. It's finally out of Disney plus jail. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Mulan, it, the cartoon is my favorite Disney uh, movie. Really? Yeah. And so I was pumped to watch this and it was good. I I liked it a lot. And I almost feel like they set it up for like a Mulan 2. But too long. What, what were your thoughts? Nice. Thanks. Uh, so we watched it actually last night. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, and I, I actually, I really enjoyed it. I was interested because I knew it was a Disney movie, but it's Mulan and like i was wondering i was wondering how, what how they would approach the violence in it and and like swords and killing and and all this kind of stuff i and i i thought the killing was very tastefully done <laughs> uh no good, i good. i actually i thought it was a really good movie i really enjoyed it i'm i'm interested to see uh i think they set it up for mulan too because it will give you can. She gets to join the guard. And, whoa, whoa! Spoilers. Sorry, sorry. Oh, so sorry. Uh, I mean, how long has the original Mulan been out? It hasn't changed that much, people. Just because it's live action now doesn't mean the story's changed. I don't know if that happens at the end, though. Um, well, I guess my point is, I wonder <laughs> sorry. if. Okay, if you don't want listen, if you don't want to hear spoilers about Mulan and the potential, then why are you listening to the Oxford Only Club? Then, then, then maybe just mute for the next two minutes, and I'll give some kind of visual cue when I'm done saying what I'm about to say. Okay, ready? Mulan spoilers. What about those people uh, on podcast. Mu- fast forward two minutes. Mulan spoilers begin now. So Mulan dies. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm interested to see if they work with her. Like, cause was it Chi that she had? Yeah. And and she has these powers, and they it showed like that the witch character who had yeah, similar powers, yeah. but but went evil with them. I'm interested to see if they do something with Mulan. You know, exploring those powers in Mulan Two. The, the I mean, ri- we should probably just write it. Mulan Two: The Rise of Skywalker is what I would probably call it. <laughs> Uh, I very much got a, I got a very Star Warsy, Luke Skywalkery type of feel from from it. That's the all chi? from the chi and uh, oh, Karen, I gave a warning. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I thought it was really good. We really enjoyed it as a family, and then Mulan died. Okay, S- spoilers are over, folks. You you can you can listen now, or I just told them to take their earbuds out and stop listening. It's hard to know. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, we watched it. So, sorry, you were sharing about your week. That was it. Oh, that was my week. All right, we watched Mulan too. Let me tell you about it. All right. Now we, you know, so PEI now is in a restricted. PEI is in a restricted thing. You guys have your colors, and we have. Uh, three different levels and we're in the middle right now because there have been uh, like 14 cases that came up in the last week or so and uh, our kids are st- our kids are still able to go to school but like we can't go visit family 10 people in the church 
so we've shut down here again in terms of our in-person services. Any group that's over 10 can't meet. Uh, so we have some small groups that are meeting. Uh, there's a group meeting downstairs right now. I'm actually curious to know if they're not, it's not a, Oh, oh Andrew, are you frozen? Oh, there he is. Uh, uh, oh, is it going to uh, be just me good. tonight? Am I, am I frozen? Oh, you're back. A- anyway. So, so we're dealing with the ramifications of that. And now, and the last time or no, I guess when, when everything broke bad the first time, I wasn't going to the gym at all. Uh, I was just sitting on my couch. And, and then, so they, may have, they were probably closed and then reopened up and I started going. But they've shut the gym down. And on the weekend, I had the opportunity to have a couple of different meals outside of our, our place. But with, you know, some, there was a pastor's um, supper and the desserts, they were just unreal. And so I had them. And then I had, then I went Sunday night to my mom's and Hey mom. And mom fed me these great desserts. Oh, I couldn't understand. Cause you texted us something about desserts when you were saying, I was like, what is, what's he talking about? Yeah. So basically like, cause normally I eat, I don't, I don't partake. And, and I saved myself for these desserts and was like, it's all good. Monday's coming. And, and I, I was eating good all day. So like realistically, it's not, a, it's not even an issue, but in my mentally, I'm like, the gym is coming tomorrow. I'll be good. You know, get on the treadmill, do the gym. And that will negate this weekend of desserts. And then it all shut down. And so I'm, I'm left going, Oh my goodness. I know this is not a big deal, but in, you know, when it's a day, when it's like your everyday routine and oh, all that throw me right off, it's seriously throw me right off. So immediately I went onto Facebook and was like looking on marketplace for weights and chin up bars and different stuff because it's only supposed to be two weeks, but if it goes longer, the prices were skyrocketed. Oh, you supply and demand. <laughs> my goodness. There were like a dumbbell set with adjustable, um, adjustable weights. Like we were talking about not that long ago. Uh, $450 for these things that were from like the seventies. It's just nuts anyway. And weights I think are like a dollar, a dollar or a dollar 50 a pound, something like that. So, you know, it gets expensive quick, I guess is my point anyway. So I've been, I've been figuring out workouts at home. That's been uh, two days of doing that. That's been fun. And just other than that, I was home today with a sick kid. Poor Jaden was, he threw up three times, uh, not COVID related, but just a sick kid. It happens. And uh, anyway, I shared stories with you earlier about that. Uh, it was an exciting, rated R. it was an exciting time. Oh my goodness. What a mess. Anyway, poor guy he came, he came, he got up and he said, my belly doesn't feel good, but he's the kid that, that cries wolf. He's the kid that's like, oh, my belly. He just doesn't want to go to school. Uh, he did it yesterday and I'm like, no, have your breakfast, get on the bus. And, uh, and then today's like, I don't, my belly, I think I'm going to throw up. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And I felt like such a jerk later. Cause you know, within 10 minutes he's busting into the bathroom and he's head in the toilet puking anyway. Trying to think what else. Proved you wrong. Well, yeah. Then he's like, told you dad. (laughs) Uh, you know what? The the week has been uh it's been a pretty just normal week. I, I did get out for a run on what day was it? What day did I go? 
Sunday? Saturday. Oh, I forget. Maybe it was Monday. I guess it must have been Monday. Oh, buddy. Every day rolls into the next. Um, I There was some trails that I've been to before, and they're, they're well-groomed trails and, and all that that the city must take care of. But then people have their own trails that kind of branch off and go all over the place throughout the woods. So I decided to follow them and see where they would go. And, uh, you know, did you ever watch Dennis the Menace, the original movie? Yep. So there's a scene where, like, there's uh, Christopher Lloyd is like this transient um, person that lives under the bridge and he's eating beans by the by the river that <laughs> yeah. runs under there. So I'm going through the trail in the woods and and all of a sudden there's this guy in the middle of the woods hunkered down over the water, uh, over the river, and uh, no one else is around. Like, I mean, this is off the beaten path now. And, and he just kind of gets up and turns around, looks at me and goes back to whatever is in the water. And I just kept going. I'm like, now's the time to jog. So uh, I'm into jogging now. I'm into (laughs) jogging now. And I, I uh, just kind of booked it and kept going and I didn't see him again on my return trip. Oh yeah. Man, poor Mandy's in here. Mandy and Harmony. And I wasn't yelling at you, by the way, Mandy and Harmony cannot handle people throwing up, which means I'm the only one that if someone's throwing up, I have to be present. <laughs> and it doesn't matter which one it is. It could be all any three of them. I've got to be there holding their hair or whatever. You're doing a good job throwing up. Yeah. Good job. You're so good at this. You're so good at it. Anyway. Uh, so I got to go for that run through the woods and it was fantastic. Really enjoyed it and didn't get killed. Good. So that's a, that's a bonus. That's a win. That's a win. Uh, Lucas is not coming back. Just I'm just making the comment. <laughs> he's Move fi- on, man. He's fired. <laughs> All right, Andrew, why don't we get into the smorp and we'll have a little smorp time together. The scripture is short today. It's a short smorp. A, sh- a short smorp. It's more sharp. Do you want to take it and, and take, take us to the end? Okay, here we go. Oh, are we going? <clears throat> on a trip back in time. Oh, to the exodus from Israel. No, Egypt. <laughs> to Israel. <laughs> All right. So if you've never uh, heard of SMORP before, uh, SMORP stands for Scripture, Message, Obedience, Repentance, and Prayer. And we're going to read a passage of Scripture and then we're going to go through uh, each word in the uh, SMORP and uh, just have some discussion. We invite you to join us in the discussion. If you have something to add, write in the comments. Just keep in mind that it's about 20 to 30 seconds behind where we are. So like, if we don't acknowledge your comment right away, it's not that we um, are ignoring it. We just don't see it right away. Yeah. Um, so here we go. Exodus 17, 12 to 14. But Moses' hands grew weary, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it while Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this as a memorial in a book and recite it 
in the ears of Joshua that I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get a little violence there. Yeah, yeah. Very Mulan-like. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's me. I'm in charge. I'm the boss. Uh, scripture. Uh, what words, phrases, or observations in this passage stand out to you? Okay. Well, if you're asking me, uh, the part, oh, I am. Um, the, uh, two things. Moses's hands grew weary, and Aaron and her held up his hands. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, that the the whole pattern that, that's happening here is what stands out to me, but I don't want to get into the message. So the hands growing weary, help coming, um, Joshua overwhelming, and and then um, and then what the Lord says to Moses. Those are those are the the parts that, that stand out to me. How about you? Uh, yeah, well, I was actually going to go with uh, um, Aaron and her held up his hands. Mm-hmm. Vibe it on that as well. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, we'll just move on to message. What do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom, or promise? Yeah, uh, for me, just because you're called doesn't mean you don't need help. That is... To me, that was the message. Just, be, just because you're supposed to be the leader or this is your specific call doesn't mean that you don't need help and that you shouldn't ha- surround yourself with people that can help you. So, mm. like, Moses was holding his hands up while Joshua was was fighting the Amaleks. And, and Moses had a very specific call on his life. And, I mean, in the end, he didn't get to go into the promised land. But regardless... He had a job to do. He was the leader. He was, he's Moses. He's the larger than life leader and his hands are getting tired and, and his brother Aaron and, and then her, her held up his hands. Who? She? (laughs) No. And, and, and what else? Uh, They put a stone under him and he sat on it. So I, I guess some of the things that in terms of the message for me is this is number one, don't be too prideful to take help when it's offered Mm. because Moses very well could have just been like, get off of me, stop touching me and, and not sat down and not allowed them to hold his hands up. Cause he could have been like, no, this is just for me to do. Uh, I'm Moses. I'm supposed to be Moses. And, but instead he, he receives the help sits down. uh, They hold his hands and Joshua has victory over the Amaleks. Amalekites, sorry, <laughs> over the Amalekites. Um, so to me, that that's that's huge because the success, the success of Joshua was dependent on Moses receiving help. Like there's a hmm. there's a lot going on here that Joshua doesn't see. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, he's he's off. He has no idea what's going on. Right. So I find that interesting to me. That's, that's the, if I was to internalize it for me, it's to don't be so prideful as to not receive help um, Mm. because you receiving help actually has rippling effects that you won't see, or you might not see. Mm. But I mean, he hears about it later. That's a good point. He hears it because it's in verse 14, he's going to be told, Mm. but anyway, how about you? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty similar uh, thoughts, but you know, it, 
I just find it really interesting that, that verse, you know, but Moses's hands grew weary because that could have easily said, and so God strengthened him, you know? Ooh, yeah. Uh, um, but instead, you know, it's, so they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it while Aaron and her held up his hands, you know? It could have easily gone the other way and God could have, you know, showed his provision and, and all those things. But instead, this other lesson is, is shown to us uh, that it's not all about completely, you know, it's, we need that one-on-one relationship with God, but we also need, you know, brothers and sisters there to support us in what we're doing. Uh, and, uh, you know, it just, I mean, you can really go into the, like the, the this great leadership moment here from Moses and all, all, literally all he's doing is letting someone hold his arms up. But that that's a mark of a good leader, recognizing that he needs that support. And, you know, he's, he's a lot, you know, he's, what's the word? He's, um, it's not even a big word. Oh man. <laughs> wow. Come on. Delegating. He's oh. delegating. <laughs> I need you to hold my arms up. <laughs> That's your job now. But I, it's just a good picture of, of uh, someone who isn't afraid to ask for that help and um, to, to let's let them take that um, role. And he shares, I guess, you know, in the end, because of that, he shares in the success, mm-hmm. you know, it's not all just Moses did this. It's they did this as a group. Um, and I think that's, you know, really interesting. The, Completely agree. I, I uh, just kind of going on what you're saying as, as leaders, we need to be like, like you just said, we, we need to be willing to receive that help. We also need to be willing to be the help too. Like mm-hmm. Aaron, Aaron is, he's like, he's the high priest, right? Like of priests, he's the priest, he's the priest of priests. And uh, I'm too good to hold up your iron. I'll get somebody else. That or that's not my job. Get get someone you know a few lower ranks to do that. We mm-hmm. we need to be servant leaders. So when yeah. we when we see other people who's get, who are getting tired and doing good, we need to be willing to go along and and. Oh, Patricia's nailing away what you're saying. Oh, I'm not gonna look. Uh, <laughs> we we need to be willing to. <laughs> to be servant leaders first without the need for recognition. Yeah. You know, Moses could have got all the glory here, even though his hands are being held by others, but it's shared. Anyway, okay. What is Patricia saying? Not just recognizing that leaders need help, but that we need to be willing to serve. You, you got it, Patricia. <laughs> cool. Um Obedience, write down one step of obedience you need to take today or this week based on what God is revealing to you. Oh man, uh, I'm pretty sure I already said mine, but it is to to receive help. Mm. I I have I've got I work with really really good people um, in in the office here who are always you know do you do you need anything. They'll, like they'll ask, right? And and there's some things that I need to do, and it's it's just me. I don't need to give everything to everybody, but I guess I, I need to be willing to receive help. Yeah, more. That's good. And yeah, sorry, you, you finished your thought. Well, no, and just just to be alert to the needs of others, because um, if I'm so if I'm always focused on myself, 
and my needs, I'll get prideful. I, uh, a great way of staying humble is to consider the needs of others, mm. uh, which might be the definition. But anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I agree with what you're saying. And uh, I, a big struggle for me is, is all those things that I love doing, but I don't necessarily need to be doing, you know, Ooh. and to... Now, what if Moses really loved holding up his arms, <laughs> <laughs> and he does, and he let somebody else do that job for him? I mean, what a great guy, you know. And there are so many things that uh, in my job that aren't necessarily my job that I just really love doing. But uh, the good thing for me to do, the responsible thing for me to do, the proper leader thing for me to do is to pass that on to somebody and teach them how to do it. And, and and watch them flourish in that area. And I know you've been not on podcasts, but just talking to us about, you know, you training people and getting people ready in different jobs and stuff at your church. And those are all things I know you love to do, but that's not your job at the end of the day. And so, and that's been a struggle for me over the last few months too, is, is uh, battling between, you know, the things that I really love um, and the things that, are, are actually, you know, what I'm called to do yeah. at the church that I'm currently at. And so uh, I think that's, I don't even know if I'm talking about Moses anymore, but I think I am. <laughs> I, I, believe me. Well, you know, I'm tracking with you on what you're saying. And, yeah. and, and you're right. Uh, it's about sharing responsibility, equipping and encouraging others and bringing other people in uh, so that there is shared success. Mm. There we go. Great. You just translate everything I say. That's my job. All right. Uh, Repentance and prayer. So repentance is write out any confession that God reveals to you in this passage. Um, And then you can spend time thanking the Lord for all his blessings, praying for anything or anyone he lays on your heart. I think repentance for me is what I just said, you know, just um, holding on to things that I need to let go of and pass on to other people and and, uh, focus on what really matters. I have to say the same and I will, I'm going to take it a little bit further and I'm not, I'm not trying to put this on you. So don't think that what I'm about to say is, is a criticism of you, Andrew. It is what I discovered for me. Uh, one of the reasons why I held on to so much and didn't open up areas of leadership and bring people in was insecurity because what if they do it better than I do? Mm. Well, I'm, or if I'm the only one that knows how to do it, then I'm important. <laughs> uh, ab- absolutely. Or, jo- you know, job security. If, you know, there's the old adage in terms, in terms of leadership is that we're and in the church. It's true. We're, we're, we are supposed to be working ourselves out of a job. We're to be training and discipling people, mm. not, you know, not just, not just in the, get the tasks done, but in their spiritual walk as well. And, 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 but I've I've discovered um, it's very freeing, and and I'm not saying that I'm 100 percent there. But there are I, I I've got people here that are so much better than me at a lot of the jobs that I do. Now let let me just say like we've got we have we have a gentleman here who is a professional sound man by trade who is helping us with our live stream audio for when we go live 
from the sanctuary in the new year. And like the guy knows gear and I love talking about this stuff and setting all these things up, but he knows what he's doing extremely well. And I don't need to be doing all of that. I can mm. give him authority, permission and, and unleash him. And, and it's, um, and it's not even been like that type of relationship where it's like, I'm up here and he's down here and let me bring you up here, but we're together working together. And I've always tried to maintain that. Um, we've got, uh, well, Kelsey, who is, I don't know if she's still watching right now, but Kelsey is, is learning, uh, like pro presenter and stream labs and all these programs that we use to make the live stream happen. Uh, and she is like, she has probably surpassed me now in knowledge of these programs because she has taken the initiative to do it. And that's just phenomenal. And the beauty is all, and then we've got another sound guy. We've got a couple other sound guys that know their stuff really, really well and have like learned the new board and, and, and all of these. So those three things, the live stream, you know, the computer stuff, the sound, those are things that are part of my job description here uh, as the tech person, but it brings me so much more joy and our success is so much better when we're all working and when, when they just have permission to go do, and I love it. Uh, but it, it used to be definitely insecurity for me that held me from sharing leadership and responsibility. Because uh, if I give it all to people, someone's eventually going to go, hey, they're better than him. Why are we paying him? <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, and it's, it's, but that's not my job. My, that, my job is to equip and empower, not to withhold. Mm. And I'm thankful for the Lord for teaching me that lesson. That is my prayer. Awesome. All right. Well, that's the smorp for this week. Andrew, I'm tossing to you again in the tiebreaker. All right. So we're going to do a tiebreaker. If you have never experienced a tiebreaker, we have a uh, problem that's been presented to us and we are going to read it on air and we are going to break this tie. Well, there's two of us. So here's hoping. Also, oh, yeah. of the th- we might break this tie. Of the three of us, um, I know Lucas isn't here, as I've mentioned before at, at length. Um, of the two of us, I'm trying to figure out, of the three of us, I'm trying to figure out which one of us is the most qualified to answer this question. I know it's not me. Um, I played a sport. I played a, I played a sport <laughs> as well. Is <laughs> Is Lucas actively involved in a sport? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, well then. Anyways, we're spoiling it. Here we go. Go ahead. Colleen says, what counts as a sport? My brother Jimmy holds the idiotic position. No ball, no sport. Meaning, in order to be considered a sport rather than just a game, it needs to be played with a ball. When I point out that this would exclude hockey, which is played with a puck, he says a puck is a type of ball. I'm seeking an injunction against my brother to make him drop the ludicrous notion that a hockey puck is a type of ball. I'm also seeking this court's ruling on what distinguishes a game (laughs) from a sport, or specifically whether a ball is required for sportdom. Please settle this so he and I can go back to discussing comic books in peace. You really get two ends of the spectrum there. This intense sport, uh, athletic, jock argument. And then 
when it's all concluded, they're <laughs> like, go back to reading our comics. <laughs> we're going, we're going, we're going back to reading our comics. Yep. Wow. Uh, I mean, uh, my, my initial just gut reaction is that a sport isn't defined by whether or not there's a ball there. To me, a sport is more about if I'm not even trying to be funny, a sport is more about a competition, I think. But but mm. is it still a sport if there isn't competition? Well, think about. I'm trying to answer your question. Is it still a sport if there's no competition? It's a friendly match. I don't know. No, but that but that becomes that just that's an agreed upon. Um, that's just an agreement that you make with someone. If you don't want to really compete, you're like, Hey, no, let's just let it, let, it'll be just a friendly match, but you know, mm. they're competing against each other. I'm, I'm trying to think of an example where a sport is not a competition. And at the, even, if, <laughs> even if someone were to be like, well, well hunting. Uh, are, uh, okay. Are you not competing with an animal? You're not competing with a human. Do you, do you need to compete? Okay, we're getting to okay. So is a sport then defined? It has to be no. How would you define that? I it's a competition between two human beings. Well, then hunting is not a sport. Two or more, by that definition. Ah, dang it! Right. Take back my definition. But if you take it back, then and you say hunting is a sport. There's the competition between the animal. And the human, the animal's competing for its life. I think the answer is it doesn't have like, I don't know. I don't know. I think, but I think of, uh, I think of Olympics, summer and winter Olympics. There is a lot of sports being played at those that have no ball. Agreed. And I think that they would, uh, vehemently, vehemently, vehemently. Yeah. That, I uh, disagree with uh, Jimmy. I, I personally, uh, hold on. Jimmy thinks, he says no ball, no sport. I would disagree with Jimmy as well. So we've broken the tie. That was easy. Now what I want to get to is the heart of sportdom. Can it be a sport without competition? Even if you're competing it's, against yourself for like, I was I was trying to think of an example like, okay, I could just go running. Is running, okay, a, well, is running a sport? Yeah, but because you because there is a comp so so running for exercise that's just exercise, okay, agree. But if you are running against somebody, that is a sport. That's a sport. And if you're running against yourself, your own time, that would be a sport because you're competing against yourself. Hunting, Patricia uh, Perry. Hunting is considered a sport. Both comp- uh, competition. With the animal and competition on who ends up with the best antlers. True. True, true, true. I heard today, actually, coincidentally, uh, guess what they just added to the Summer Olympics? Wee bowling. No. Break dancing. Okay. <laughs> we're really, we're really like, we're hard up for sports if, if break dancing is a sport. Does break well, but you know you're what? Competing, you're competing. Wow, breakdancing is a sport now. What a what a world. 
And I know Lucas mentions in the notes, uh, like NASCAR, and he brings up uh, esports, which I don't know if they needed to call them esports. I mean, I'm I'm really like video games, but I'm okay if they're not trying to pretend like it's a sport. Something feels wrong about esports <laughs> to me. Watching people sit in a chair, I, like, but if our definition of sport is that it's a competition video games fall uh, okay a, a physical, physical physical competition so then okay so like debating would not be considered a sport even though it's competitive because it does not re- require physical um exertion. there's no exertion thank you would you mm. would you agree with that hmm? i mean we're really getting down to the core of of what sport is hmm. yep it's a good, it's a good thing. <laughs> I also just want to mention, I don't like how he's like a puck is a type of ball. I mean, he's really stretching there just to try and get his argument across. Agreed. Also, it's we're not, not a court. Uh, I, I'm also seeking this court's ruling. We're not a court, but that's fine. We can yeah, okay. judge Andrew. Anyways, uh, Jimmy's wrong. Jimmy's go wrong. Back to reading your, go back to reading comic books, Jimmy. Agreed. Well, folks, that's all the time we have. I'm going to turn things over to Andrew one last time as he reads half of our outro. All right. You can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, a YouTube at Oxford Holy Club. Uh, you can use the hashtag OH Club, and we would love it if you were listening on iTunes that you would leave us a five-star rating, and we will read that on the air uh, not only that, but you can send your questions if you have a tiebreaker of your own to uh, OxfordHolyClub.com. I thought it was .gov. I don't know. Did we change <laughs> that? Uh, browse our merch there as it comes available. And uh, you can find the Smorp there as well. If you want to be able to follow along for the month, uh, you can download the Smorp there. And we don't pay to advertise, so any growth we have comes from you sharing with others. So until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun. <laughs>